Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. One more time. Come on, everybody feeling good this morning? Come on, so glad to see each and every single one of you as uh, we continue on our our, uh, series Dream Again. I I do want to give a big, big shout out to all of our global family watching on Calvary Church online right now, YouTube and Facebook. And come on, people are watching us all over the world. Can we give them a hand? Come on, everybody. There's people watching in Colombia, Costa Rica. Uh, Cuba, literally Israel, Sweden, all over the world in different parts of our country as well. And then a huge shout out to everybody that's around the um, building somewhere. We have different spots where people can watch the service. We have people outside of the auditorium. We're trying to keep space in between. So if you're in any of our additional seating areas, we love you. And we thank God that you're here with us in Kendall as well. Give them a hand as well. Come on. We love you guys. I love it church has felt good all day long and it's been awesome 9 a.m was strong this service feels amazing i love baby dedications and come on those are future leaders of the world and pray we need more leaders filled with god's spirit and so continue to pray for them and i'm excited i'm excited as we continue with dream again last week we started a series called dream again and i'm believing that god wants to fill all of us with new dreams and not just any dream but dreams for his glory and for his honor um, that we would all recognize he wants to do something with our lives he wants to do something with your life and I don't know if you started the year maybe with a little bit of faith or maybe no faith at all as far as what can God do with me it's been a hard year these past 12 months were difficult I get that we've we've walked through that Uh, me and Anna ourselves went through some dark moments in this past year Uh, but I really sense God saying it's time it's time to dream again it's time and so if you weren't here last week uh, I do think you should uh, catch up with the message on our YouTube channel today I want to continue the dream again series with this second part I want you to grab your Bibles and go to the book of Psalms go to Psalm 51 Psalm 51 Psalm 51 if you're watching online let us know where you're watching from we got people in different parts of the state, different parts of our world. And so it's very interesting to see where Calvary Church Online is going. So let us know. Uh, write a comment on Facebook or on YouTube where you are watching from. A lot of family members keep telling us, hey, my family is watching. And so that's very cool as well. As you're going there, why don't you look at the person next to you and tell them you look amazing this morning. Come on. Tell somebody they look good next to you. Turn to the person on the other side and tell them, uh, you look better than the first person I turned to. Come on, smile at them. We're in church. We can have a good time in church. I love it. Psalm chapter 51. We're going to continue with the second part of our Dream Again series. And uh, we're going to look at these uh, particular verses, three verses in the book of Psalm chapter 51 that I think are going to help us today that I think are going to free some of us. As I was getting ready for this whole series at the end of last year, um, I started preparing for it. And when I got to part two of the series, what we're going to talk about today, I really sensed in my heart that some people today were going to be set free. I don't know how you walked in, don't know what you've walked through, but I I literally sensed it in my heart um, that God 
you, you came in one way, you're going to leave a different way. You, you came in with something in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, and it may be just one person, two people, three people, I don't know. But, but God is going to set you free today. Today is the day for you to live the year that he wants you to live. And I'm not just talking about outside things. We're not just saying this is going to be a great year because of circumstances at Calvary. We, we don't believe that. We believe that we can have a great year in spite of our circumstances because of what he wants to do in us. Amen. And so, so literally, whether you're watching or here, God wants to set you free today. Psalm 51. Let, let's read it together. I'm reading out of the NLT. It says this. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love because of your great compassion blot out the stain of my sins this is David that is writing this he says wash me clean from my guilt purify me from my sin for I recognize my rebellion it haunts me day and night verse number three I want you to look at it one more time and I'm gonna read it one more time that's the verse kind of want to focus on for a moment for I recognize my rebellion it haunts me day and night out of those three verses we're gonna we're gonna talk about the whole chapter in a moment but out of those three verses I want to begin to talk today in this second part of this series as we start this brand new year and I have a message on my heart that hopefully it, it helped me and hopefully it can help you I've titled it dreams and nightmares dreams and nightmares. If you want to take some notes on an iPhone or on a journal, on a notebook, let's pray. And we'll talk about Psalm 51 for a little bit. Then uh, the band's going to come back up. We'll worship together and we'll pray together. And then we'll have an incredible Sunday. Amen. Come on. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for your love. Thank you for all of our friends and our family around the world that are watching as well. Thank you for this community, Calvary, God, and all that you've done, God. Um, thank you for loving people like us. You are so kind. You are so good. This morning, we realized that we don't deserve you, but your compassions are made new each and every single day, and your mercies are awesome. And so thank you, God. We're, we're overwhelmed by your grace and your goodness. God, we pray that we would know you better today, that you would set people free, heal people today. Even as we're talking about Psalm 51 in service, that you would heal people online and here physically as well, that you would set people free to dream again and to live for you, God. So thank you for all that you've done, are doing, and will do. In Jesus' name, all of God's people say, Amen. come on, one more time, all of God's people say, Amen. come on, can we make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on. In the scriptures that we just read, in that passage, in those verses, it is King David who is writing Psalm 51, and David is going through a battle. David is being tormented. David is being haunted, he says. I'm being haunted. Anybody here ever been haunted by something? Or something is haunting you. I don't mean it in a creepy way. Yeah, something is haunting you. Anybody ever had an experience like that? The year was 1995, I believe. I'm probably about 12 years old, 11 years old at the time. And, and I'm at this park in Hialeah called Amelia Earhart Park. Anybody know the park? Anybody familiar? <laughs> Got a couple Hialeah people here. Um, 
I'm at the park, and my whole family is there. We're having like a family day at the park, and so we're all at the park. We're having a good time, and me and my brother wander off just a little bit, and we're walking, and for a moment, I don't know why, I turn to the side, and I see this lake there, and, and I, I, I wanted to go to the lake, and I tell my brother, Manny, hey, I'm, I'm going to the lake, and, and I start making my way to the lake when out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I, I didn't see it, he didn't see me, this guy on a bicycle crashes into me, like, like hits me hard. I'm, I'm, I'm a little 11-year-old Hialeah boy, and he, he hits me as hard, he knocks me down, and the, the, I think it's called the spokes, or the little, the screw in the middle of the wheel, I don't know what it was, like um, ripped open my leg, and I fall on the floor, I look at my leg, and I have a massive gaping hole in my leg. And I'm bleeding. I'm like bleeding everywhere. And there's blood all over the sidewalk. And I start crying. I'm looking at my parents who rush over. I'm looking at the guy on the bicycle wondering why he did this to me. I'm looking at my leg and it's bleeding. I'm looking at my parents and the guy. I can't believe it. I'm bleeding. And, and I'm just confused for a moment. My parents were like, we got to rush you somewhere to get you some help. Then they remembered no insurance, no money. So they just rushed me home. And, and I'm bleeding. Literally, this thing is wide open. My mom calls a friend. And instead of getting real stitches, I get butterfly stitches. Stitches. Anybody know what that is? I get butterfly stitches. And so to this day, I have a massive scar on my leg from a bicycle accident. And every time I see it, I remember the moment the bicycle hit me. And I'm still haunted by bicycles to this day. <laughs> right? I remember the days that followed, the weeks that followed, the months that followed. I would look and still remember the panic. And I could not... I, blood all over my leg and all over the side like it, it broke open a big old hole in my leg and I remember I would I would I would have these like haunting thoughts of this man in a bicycle I think as we start 2021 there's a lot of people haunted by past experiences of their life I'm not talking just about physically. I'm talking about mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We're starting the year off with a series called Dream Again. I believe, like we spoke about last week, that the Holy Spirit wants to fill us and give us dream visions and prophecies. But we can't believe it because our past is still haunting us today. Something happened in our past, whether somebody cheated on us, lied to us, abused us, or we offended somebody and we did something wrong that we still can't get over. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I offended somebody or I cheated on somebody. I did wrong to somebody and it's our past that holds us captive. And we're starting a brand new year and we're saying, dream again. Come on, let's believe again. But all you can think about is your past. And it's haunting you. It's tormenting you. And you can't sleep at night because you, you think, my God, there's no way you can use somebody like me. There's no way that you can take these gifts and these talents, whatever I have. Because all you think about is the wrong that you did in the past. And I think it leads to a big dilemma in our life. And I think there's a big issue when our past holds us captive and I think the thing that happens is that we allow past seasons to become prison sentences. We allow moments in our life in the past to now become a prison that we live in. And so everybody's excited about a new year and people are, are excited about dream again and people are writing it in their notebooks and believing it and, and, and declaring it over their year. But you can't because you're locked up in a prison in your mind, held captive by the past. And the past comes to lock us up in our present and rob us of our future. And you're saying there's no way God could bless me. There's no way God can use me. 
He might use the person next to me. He, he might use that other family. But, but you don't know what I've done, Alex. And, and I've done some stuff that nobody knows about. So there's no way that you can tell me God has a calling for my life. You're sitting here in service and, and it's now coming to memory. And, and you're saying, okay, here we go again. And, and, and that same offense comes up. So what somebody did to you or what you did to somebody else. You're watching online and you're saying, there's no way that I can be included in God's plan. And, and, and maybe I'll, I'll just make it to heaven like just by, by, just by a little bit. But, but, but there's no way that he can actually do something here because my past is haunting. How many people are locked up in a prison of their past they can't move forward they can't believe they can't dream they don't step out in faith because our past is haunting and we're sitting here like i don't deserve god's grace i don't deserve his goodness i'm not good enough there's no way i can get to god i'm I'm sinful and there's people sitting here today that you're saying I'm, I'm, I'm I know I'm wrong I know I know and and there's shame and there's guilt and and it makes you now unreceptive of God's grace it makes you uh walk in unbelief that God can do anything with your life and this is how it makes you feel I'm not good I'm I'm bad and and no I that's not for me can I tell you you wouldn't be wrong in thinking that because we are bad and we are sinful that that is true but there's also good news that God is good and he is forgiving and his grace is powerful and he is amazing. And that's why we love him and that's why we worship him. Come on, because some of us know we don't deserve his grace. We don't deserve his love. We don't deserve to be here. But is anybody glad that God has been good to us? Anybody glad that God picks us up out of the miry clay and sets us up on a rock? Can you give God five seconds of praise and say, thank you, I don't deserve it. I I shouldn't be here. I can't get to you, but you came down to me. Come on. He's a good God. He's an awesome God. And so if your past is haunting you today, I want to tell you there's a more powerful God in your future waiting for you. And he loves you and he has awesome plans and purposes for today. If you don't hear anything else I say today, hear this. If you release your former days, you can run in your future dreams. You release them. If you release them, somebody shout release. release. Some of us today, we need to release some of our past days, our previous days, our former days, and say, I'm, I'm done being locked up in a prison. I'm done being held up in this cell of my past. I'm done carrying around guilt and shame for the rest of my life. Come on, there's freedom in the house of God today. Come on, where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. Come on, there's freedom to worship. There's freedom to move forward. There's freedom to dream again. Psalm 51, David is conflicted. Like we open up the Bible and we go to Psalm 51 and, and just those first three verses, this is King David, God's anointed king who is struggling. David's having a hard time. And he says, I'm, I'm being haunted. Another translation says, it's, it's following me. Even another translation says, my sin is ever before me. It's staring at me in the face. You ever felt that way? Yeah. We mess up. We do something we're not supposed to. We, we offend God, and now it's, it's in our face. It haunts us. David, this is King David. He's, he's, he's messed up for a moment. He, he's feeling what he's done. 
Just to give you a little bit of context, what did David do? Well, maybe, maybe we'd know the story. Some of you probably are, are familiar with the story. David, he was King David now, and he's living in this palace. And those of us who went to Israel, we actually got to see what they believe is King David's palace. And you get to walk around what would have been his palace grounds. And so from the palace, you can actually see parts of Jerusalem. And so the Bible says that one day, David, he's up in the palace, and he's looking out from his balcony. And from his balcony, he looks out, and there, there's a woman taking a bath. And, and coincidentally, her name is Bathsheba. Bathsheba was taking a bath. And, and David sees her, right? And so David's like, who is that? My God, my God, you're good, right? Like, I, I don't know if he said that, but I, I assume he did. And, and David is like, whoa, um, bring her. Can you tell her to come to the palace? It's the king calling her to the palace. So, so obviously she comes. When she comes to the palace, he, he sleeps with Bathsheba and, and she becomes pregnant. He finds out she's married and, and now he's in a problem. And so what does he decide to do? He decides to murder her husband. He, he sends her husband on the front line into battle, knowing that those on the front line are probably going to die. And he gives some instructions to make sure that he dies in battle. David tries to ignore what he's done until a prophet comes named Nathan, and, and Nathan confronts him. And he gives him this story. David is upset about the story that he hears until Nathan says, the man is you. Confronted by his sin. And so then he picks up his pen and he puts it to paper and he begins to write. Psalm 51 is David asking for forgiveness for what he's done. If you read the whole chapter, it's absolutely beautiful. But at the beginning, he's conflicted. He's broken. I, I, I actually see a positive and a negative from Psalm 51. I think we see some good, but also some bad from the beginning of Psalm 51. I'll tell you the positive. I think the positive is that David has conviction. Somebody say conviction. 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 If you're not familiar with that term, when you offend God's heart, when we are followers of Jesus and we do something that we know we're not supposed to, we're supposed to get convicted, right? Like, ah, I hurt the heart of God. I'm convicted. That's a good feeling because that makes you come back to God. I'm, God, I'm so sorry. I've, I've offended you. I did wrong. I'm sorry. David is convicted at the beginning of Psalm 51. But, but then I think it turns into a negative when it's haunting him and it's ever before him and, and it's tormenting him. And that's called condemnation. And I think there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. I, I actually think a lot of us have forgotten about conviction. In fact, we've ignored the voice of God so much that we don't even feel convicted anymore. Wow. It's really quiet today. <laughs> like we, we've been there. I've been there, right? Where, where we, we do stuff and we mess up. And, and when the Holy Spirit tried to convict us, we wouldn't even listen to the voice. We're like, oh, God, I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm good. We just keep going and we don't listen. And, and we've actually taken our conscience to the point where it now ignores the voice of the Holy Spirit. God's heart is broken by some of our actions because we've offended him. But now we don't even feel convicted anymore. But condemnation still haunts us because we know deep down inside with the moral temperature that he's put inside each and every single one of us that we are wrong and condemnation eats us up alive. And so we've ignored conviction, yet we still live in condemnation. And this is David for a moment. He is now in condemnation. And he's being haunted and tormented by this thing. I think some people in here today and some people watching, this is where you are. 
Dream again. Believe again. The Holy Spirit wants to use you. God wants to do something awesome with your life. Yet you are in condemnation. But I've done wrong. But I've messed up, Alex. You don't know my life. You don't know what I've done. And you are in condemnation. And you can't seem to break free. You want to believe again. You want to move forward in the new year. You want to write down some resolutions, goals, dreams, visions. But, but you're in condemnation. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1 that he who is in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation for them. There is no condemnation. You don't have to live there anymore. Praise God for conviction, but you don't have to live in condemnation. If Jesus has forgiven you, you are forgiven, you are free, you can move forward by the blood of Jesus that covers every single sin that we've ever done. Anybody grateful for that today? Come on, he's a good God. He's an awesome God. Thank you that I don't have to live here. For a moment, David is in condemnation. Sin is haunting him and it's tormenting him. Now you got, you got to go home and you got to read the rest of 51. I'll talk about a few more verses there, but, but I want you to read all of it because David now begins to pray and this prayer is beautiful. This prayer is powerful because it's, it's David pouring out his heart broken before God because he knows what he did is wrong. He's an adulterer and a murderer and now he's broken before God and he's saying he's sorry. And I think David does a few things in chapter 51 that if we can learn from David, it, it will help us to be free in 2021, to dream again and believe again. I want to talk about three quick things that I see and then we'll worship again and then go out and have some vegan pancakes. <laughs> All right, the first thing I see and the first thing I think we got to learn from this prayer that David does is that he repents. Number one, somebody say repent. 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 Repentance creates in us a new heart, a new heart. I want you to understand that. Repent and new heart. Let's talk about this for a moment. David, David is before God. He's being haunted. He's being tormented. Then you read a couple verses as he's pouring out his heart to God. And in verse 10, Psalm 51, verse 10, he says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Right? That, that what David is doing, he is repenting. Right? Now, now, some of us, we probably have heard this term before, repent. We don't like it too much because people have either used it in the wrong way or abused it in, in maybe some religious legalistic circles, but, but it's actually a really good term, repent. It's, it's actually a very biblical term. You see it all over the Old Testament and all over the New Testament. And, and literally, I'm just going to give you a very simple definition of what repent is. It literally means to turn into a new direction with all your mind, heart, and soul. Repent. Turn to a new direction with all your mind, heart, and soul, right? This is a good word. In fact, when Jesus first starts his earthly ministry, some of his first words are, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He says, repent. What is he telling people? Hey, turn into a new direction because the direction that you were going was a wrong direction. Several months ago, um, you know, driving in Miami is absolutely crazy, especially in downtown Miami. Can I get an amen? Right. I, I, downtown Miami for the life of me. I was born and raised here. I'm from Miami my whole life. Downtown Miami is, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Several months ago, I'm driving in downtown Miami at night with my wife in the car. And um, downtown Miami is full of one-way streets, full of one-way streets. So I make a right turn where I'm not supposed to. And I'm now going against oncoming traffic. My wife, who's Colombian and passionate and fierce, she's like, hey! 
<laughs> this is a one-way lane. You're going against traffic. And now, now, there's two things here that can happen. You can either fear remorse or you can repent. Remorse would be, oh, I can't believe I'm going against oncoming traffic, but I keep going. Oh, I can't believe this. Sucks for them. <laughs> I feel bad, but feel remorse. Repent would be, I feel remorseful, and I have to turn into a new direction. Now, I, I think the church around the globe needs to be careful with this because we, we, we preach grace a lot. We're, ch we're a grace church, but we're also a truth church. The Bible says that Jesus came in the book of John with grace and truth, with truth and grace, right? So if we're not careful, we'll say, hey, come just as you are, which is true. And we say that. Come just as you are with our broken self, with our disgusted self, with our sinful self. Come however you are. You don't need a haircut. You don't need to change your clothes. You don't need to, you, you don't need to stop your addiction before come. You can come to Jesus just as you are. That's how good God is. But he doesn't leave you there. He wants you to repent and go into a new direction. So come just as you are, but he's going to move you into a new. Are you following along with me? Right? And so we'll say, come, welcome home. We say that. Yes, welcome home. Everybody's welcome. But then he confronts us with scripture. He puts a mirror in our face and he says, you're going the wrong direction. And that direction is the path that leads to destruction, the Bible says. Turn the vehicle to a new direction. The Old Testament prophets would say, repent. And in the old Hebrew, it actually meant turn into direction back to God. Every time they say it, it was basically leave the idolatry, stop worshiping the golden calf, and come back to the real creator. David is repenting, and he says, create in me a new heart, God. I want to go in the right direction. So beautiful. You want to dream again? You want to be full of God's spirit and believe that he can use you no matter what, but the past is haunting you? The best thing you can do, and I think we've lost the art of repentance, being broken before God is actually a beautiful thing. Say, God, I'm sorry. The difference between King Saul and King David is that David knew how to repent. Saul would offend God and would never repent. David was broken before God and God's grace would cover him. And I think some of us, as we start 2021, it's okay to repent. In fact, it's needed. God, I'm coming back into the right direction. Are you following along with me? Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11. I like the way the message paraphrases it. It says, distress that drives us to God does that. It turns us around. In other words, that conviction that we feel, it actually puts us in the right direction. It gets us back in the way of salvation. We never regret that kind of pain. But those who let the stress drive them away from God are full of regrets and end up on a deathbed of regrets. Peter, when he gets up in the book of Acts and he begins to preach, look what he says in Acts chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. Repent. In other words, turn into the right direction. Turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. Come on, that's good news. That times of refreshing may come. 
And I really sense that God wants to refresh some people at the start of 2021 as you repent, as you turn into a new direction and say, God, give me a new heart. He'll refresh you. Come on, he'll revive you. He'll pick you back up. This is the God that we serve. He's a God who's faithful. He's a God who's good. He's a God who will grace you. He's a God who will pick you back up if we repent. God, I repent. I've offended you. I've done wrong. And here's the thing. We all do wrong all the time. You run into a religious Pharisee around churches that say they look down on people. Don't be careful with people like because they're a sinner just like everybody else. And so we all need to practice repentance. It's good. It actually makes us better Christians. God, I'm sorry. I offended you. Create in me a new heart. David repents. It's beautiful. You want to have a different ear? It's not going to happen because of the stock market or who's in office at the White House or what kind of pay raise you get. It's going to happen if we start dreaming again and believing again that he's for us, he's with us. And God, I repent and I turn to you. David repents. Number two, he asks to be renewed. The second word is renew. You read Psalm 51. Look what he says in verse 10. After he says, create me in a new heart, he says, and renew a right spirit within me. That's a beautiful prayer to tell God, right? Like, I, I see that. I'm like, I want to pray like that. That's beautiful language. God, can you renew a right spirit within me? That's one translation actually says, God, and renew a loyal spirit within me. When he talks about being renewed, it's not just a new heart. It's new desires. Somebody say new desires. David is saying, I, I want to be loyal to you, God. What good is it to be in a relationship with somebody that's not loyal? Like, you wouldn't want that. God doesn't want that either. Like, God, I love you on Sunday, but I forget you Monday through Saturday. Like, imagine if you had a boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife like that, you would be like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm going back on ChristianMingle.com and finding somebody who's loyal because I, I, don't, any, I don't think we would like that, right? Like, I want somebody with me Sunday through Sunday who will ride with me till the wheels fall off, right? Like, whether I'm broke or, or rich, whether I got health or I'm, I'm sick, like, no matter what, I want somebody with me all the time. Like, that's a loyal relationship. That's what God desires from us. And, and if we're loyal, he'll bless you and, and, and he'll fill you with his Holy Spirit. And so David's like, I just don't want to turn in the right direction. I want my desire to be for you I was looking out the balcony and I had desires that weren't right I had desires that were wicked God make my desires ones that are loyal in fact one one the, the actual Hebrew is God a right standing spirit a stand up man Woo, that's powerful you ever heard that like that's a stand-up person that means like you're you're a person of integrity like that person take their word for it. David's like, I want to be a, a man of integrity. I messed up. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm done living in prison. And I'm done living in shame and guilt and condemnation. Now make me a loyal man. Now make me a right spirit. I want to be a, a stand-up man for God. I don't have to stay in prison. Today, I can begin again and be faithful to you with a new heart and new desires to serve you and love you all the days of my life. That's David. That's what, that's what he's praying. And it's a beautiful prayer. And so you don't have to listen to all the desires of the flesh when the Holy Spirit actually gives you new desires. Loyal desires. God, I, I want, one translation says a steadfast spirit to you, God. Tell them we're, we're about to finish. 
Look what the Bible says, Galatians chapter 5. Paul is writing about the fight that we have with the flesh and the spirit. And he says, but I, but I say, walk by the spirit and you won't gratify the what? The, the, those desires, the ones that David had at the balcony, the ones that you and I have. Like You, you, don't, need a, you don't need to gratify those for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, he says. And then he says, the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. In other words, when the Holy Spirit comes, he, he gives you new desires. And they're against our flesh, and all of us have this flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. In other words, we just don't repent and, and turn to a new direction toward God. But now he can help our spirit have desires for him. The Bible says in the book of, of John that Jesus one day, he, he goes to visit his friend Lazarus that's dead. And maybe we've heard the story. Jesus is actually late. And his friend was sick, but he didn't get there on time, so he died. And Lazarus is now in a tomb. And Jesus shows up, and everybody's upset, and they can't believe Jesus is late, and they're weeping, they're crying. And Jesus is like, show me where the tomb is. And he goes to the tomb, and, and what does he do? He, he says, Lazarus, come back to life, right? Like he, he resurrects Lazarus from the dead. I heard the story one time, and... It kind of, it's almost like a metaphor of what he does with us at salvation. When he brings Lazarus back to life, that, that's like what Jesus does with our spirit. When we come to him, he brings us back to life. We were dead in our sin, the Bible says. But when we, we decided to follow Jesus, when he called our name, he brought us back to life. And so Lazarus starts coming out of the tomb. But then if you keep reading and we miss this part, the Bible says that he was wrapped up in grave clothes and he had all these stuff wrapped up around him. He couldn't even walk. He was, he was like a mummy, literally like a mummy coming out of the grave. He was dead, but now he's alive. A lot of us come to Jesus, but those old desires and that old sinful self is still wrapped us around because we've had a bad past. We, we've been cheated on, lied to. We've gone through haunting past and it's still wrapping us up. And Jesus tells the disciples, set him free. Take that off of him. He's a new man. He's alive. He once was dead, but now he's alive. Come on. It's time to break free out of that grave clothes. It's time to take that off and say, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. God, give me desires for you. I'm breaking free from that stuff that was holding me back. Are you following with me? He says, God created me a new heart. God, renew a spirit within me that is loyal, that is steadfast towards you. And then he finishes with this last one. He says, God, and then restore to me the joy of your salvation. The salvation you've given me. The third one is restore. And not only does it give you a new heart, not only does it give you new desires, but God gives us new joy. New joy. A new joy. Maybe you came in here today and the year started, people were throwing parties for 2021 confetti went off and, but maybe deep down inside you, you couldn't find joy for this new year because of a haunting past because of a traumatizing past and you're like Alex I, I want to I, I, I want to move forward I want to believe that God is for me and he wants to bless me and help me but, but I don't even have joy I don't have faith I'm, I'm locked up in a prison mentally, emotionally, spiritually I'm going to tell you today, he can create a new heart, new desires, and give you new joy. David's like, can you restore 
the joy of my salvation. Repair, can you rebuild? That's literally what it means, God. I, I want that joy back because the joy that I thought the world offered was good, but it was actually temporary. As I looked out from my balcony, I thought that that, that would bring me satisfaction and joy. And I thought one night with a woman would be enough. And I thought that, that all that life had to offer, right? All the money, all the cars, all the houses, all the careers, all the salaries, all the gold, all the glitter, all the girls, everything. I thought that would bring me joy. But, but David's like, no, I need real joy. I need this new joy, this joy that satisfies the human heart like nothing else can satisfy. I want that joy, God, because that joy is sufficient that joy is enough that joy is the only one that can help the human heart not not this joy and so maybe 2020 we were looking for this joy and we were hoping the pandemic would be over so that we can get back to some kind of joy but it's only the joy of the lord that can help you and it's only the joy of god that can pick you up and it's only that joy that can really satisfy you and me and so maybe you're like, I'm out of joy, I'm out of faith, and I got no dreams, no vision. Can I tell you, he can give you a new heart today. He can give you new desires today, and he can give you new joy today like nothing else. So if you're in a prison, if you're locked up mentally, spiritually, emotionally, today is a brand new day for you. I was on the plane when I started working on this message, and I was, I was flying back from Colombia and, and literally I just had a rush of thoughts come. I can't explain. I took out my notebook on the plane. I just started writing, writing. And one phrase that just stuck was, some of us need to run back in the race. I don't know what that means to you. I don't know how that's going to land in your heart, but there's some of us who have sat down and said, I'm not serving. I'm not doing this. I'm not a part of God's kingdom. I'm nah, I, I may have a gift or a talent or an anointing, but no, I'm good. Run back in the race. You've been in prison mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Today is the day you run back into the race. Don't let the past haunt you anymore. Don't let it lock you up anymore because he wants you to have vision. He wants you to prophesy and he wants you to dream again because we're living in the last days and he needs God's people with God dreams to fill the earth. And so... I'll finish with this last verse. We talked about it on Wednesday. Phil shared around, around it a little bit. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. Get it in your heart and soul. And maybe you find yourself here today, and this is for you. For though the righteous falls seven times, they rise again. They rise again. God, God but I failed you. Rise again. God, but, but my past is, is so bad. Rise again. God, but you don't know what I've done. I, I did this. Rise again. God, but I cheated on some people. I did some business moves. That rise again. God, but I, I, I know my past. Rise again. Come on, rise again. Seven times we'll fall. Seven times he'll pick us up. Rise again. Come on, rise again. Believe again. Dream again. Full of the Spirit again. Come on, why don't we lift up our hands? Come on, let's sing it out. One word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. From you, being changed on your authority. Your word 
sing it out together. From you, if you're comfortable, if you can, can you close your eyes and lift up your hands and believe what you're singing? Come on. In your words, it's true. It's true. Hallelujah. Things change on your authority. Today, if you've been locked up in a prison, hear the word from heaven to be free today. If you've been locked up mentally, emotionally, physically, if the past has been haunting you, traumatizing you, come on, one word from heaven will set you free. And he's speaking over you today. He wants to set you free in your mind, body, and soul. Come on, he's a good God. He's an awesome God. Maybe today we need to repent. Say, God, renew and restore. He's faithful to do it. Let go of the past. So you can run in future dreams. Today's the day you release the past. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, believe it. Today, things change in Jesus' name. Come on, you're not in prison anymore in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody's getting set free today in Jesus' name. Somebody, God is going to set you free today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let the past hold you anymore. Don't be locked up in that prison of your mind anymore. You're free in the name of Jesus. Free in the name of Jesus. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You're forgiven. Blood of Jesus is powerful enough. Hallelujah. Today, if you're here and that's you, with every eye closed, every head bowed, if you're saying I'm I'm, I'm locked up, I'm traumatized, I'm 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 haunted, I'm tormented by my past, it, I can't shake it. I see it always before me. It reminds me I got scars mentally, emotionally that remind me of what happened. But today, you want to be set free. Come on, with every eye closed, nobody looking around. Pastors praying, dream team praying. If that's you, can you just throw your hands up where you're at? We're gonna pray for you. We're going to pray for you, hands up everywhere. Pastors, if you could help me walk around the room and pray over people, just put a hand on their shoulder, pastors, and some of our elders, and just begin to pray for them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's freedom today. Come on, believe God's going to set you free. Some of these nightmares have stopped you from dreaming. Some of these nightmares have not allowed you to see God's goodness and promises for your life. Today, you are free in the name of Jesus. You're free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. If you're watching online, we got pastors on the chat. Maybe you need to message somebody on the side. We're praying for you in Jesus' name to be free. It's a new year. He can fill you with his Holy Spirit to dream again, believe again, all that he wants to do in and through your life. So there's freedom for you. I don't know if you're in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your living room, but I really believe that the Spirit of God can be there as well, ministering to you and speaking to you. And you can be set free today in Jesus' name. You don't have to live in a prison cell anymore. You don't, you don't have to be bound up anymore by your past. Today we repent. We turn back into the right direction. We ask God to renew our spirit and restore the joy. Come on, I believe somebody's getting their joy back today. Come on, you've been haunted, tormented today. Be set free in the name of Jesus. God, you know every hand, every heart, every situation, every circumstance. People haunted by past offenses, 
problems, circumstances of life. Some of it we caused, other stuff people did to us, but it's held us back. It's, it's robbing us of our presence, stealing our future. God, I pray that today you set us free. Holy Spirit, that you move in between the seats and the aisles and even through video and camera, that you set people free in the name of Jesus. Him who the Son sets free is free indeed. God, we repent. We ask that you renew our spirit and, and restore the joy of our salvation, God. Remind us of your goodness. Remind us of your faithfulness. Remind us of how awesome you are. That no matter what, who've left us, who's walked out on us, what we've done, you are still good and faithful to forgive us if we just repent and go back to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Set people free today. Set people free today. Break the chains in Jesus' name. No more fear. No more prison. In Jesus' mighty name, God, I pray you set people free. If you still haven't been prayed for, you keep your hands up, Pastor. Pastors are walking through the auditorium. We'd love to pray for you. But every eye closed and every head bowed, if today you're here and you're saying, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you're online. Maybe you're here and you're saying, I feel far from God. I feel distant from God. I don't have a relationship with God. We're leaving in just two, three minutes. But if you're here and you say, I want a relationship with God. I need that. I know I've done wrong. I want to tell you all of us have done wrong. We've all sinned, the Bible says. But God loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came. He grabbed my sin, your sin. And the Bible says he died on a cross. He went down into a grave for three days. He was dead for me and for you. He died. The penalty of sin, the Bible says, is death. We deserve to die, but Jesus died for us. He went down to a grave. He was there for three days. But after three days, Jesus, he resurrected. He's alive. And he's offering forgiveness today. He's offering a brand new life, a brand new beginning. It's the best relationship you could ever be in. It's with God, the creator. He loves you and he's waiting for you. With every eye closed, every head bowed, if you're here today, you say, Alex, I I want forgiveness. Jesus just didn't die for you. He resurrected from the dead. Jesus is alive and he wants to give you life today. Forgiveness, love, joy, peace, grace. I'm going to count to three one more time. If you're here and you say, I need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. I want a relationship with God. I want a brand new start, a brand new beginning. I'm going to count to three. If that's you, can you just throw your hands up for maybe about three seconds? I want to see who I'm praying for. And then you can put it right back down. If you're watching online, you can raise your hand where you're at as well. God sees you there. One, two, three. If that's you, raise your hand wherever you're at, as high as you can. Awesome, 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 awesome. God bless you. God bless you. I see 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 you. Awesome. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, God. You can put your hands down. Father, thank you for every person making this decision. If you raise your hand, we're all praying. Eyes closed, head bowed. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. It's a simple prayer. All we're doing is asking God to come into our life, forgive us, and start a relationship with him. In fact, we're all going to pray out loud together. I want you to repeat after me. I'm helping you this first time, but you can talk to God any place, anywhere. He wants to hear from you. But in this first one, I'll kind of help you out. Come on, repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm healed 
I'm forgiven and I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, why don't we put our hands together? Amazing. Beautiful. Hands went up everywhere. And if you made that decision online or here, we want to give you a free Bible. Outside, you're going to see this tent as you go out. There's some people out there waving these blue Bibles. They're free Bibles from us to you. We just want to help you. Stop by the tent. Talk to them. They're, they're not going to, like, you know, hug you and make it awkward. None of that. They, they just want to give you a free Bible. And so if you're here, just stop by. Pick it up. I know you may have a Bible at home, but this one's going to help you so much. It has notes to help you understand what you're reading. It's awesome, and it's a free gift. If you're watching online and you want a Bible, text the word DECIDED to 33222. We'll get one in your hands. Thank you, Yoli. Come on. Anybody thankful for the good God that we serve and that we have? He's awesome. Come on. I'm believing. I'm believing it's going to be our best year yet, again, because of what's happening on the inside of our heart. I pray you dream again, believe again. Next week, we'll start talking about connect groups. Make sure you get in one. It's going to be unmissable. And we'll talk about dream again, part three. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm glad I sat next to you this whole service. Let's leave out of here celebrating. Can we sing that, that first song we sang? The one at the beginning? That first song? Yeah, let's, let's throw a praise part. Come on, let's throw our hands up. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. We pray that you go before us this day. God, we are free and free indeed to live for you. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. And all of God's people say, amen, amen. We love you, church. We'll see you Wednesday night for prayer. Come on.